Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. A team of researchers at McMaster has taken a huge step towards understanding how antidepressant, antidepressant medications work in the body and the role of the gut in regulating mood and behavior. When you think about it, your gut, yeah, it can, it can dictate whether you're having a good or bad day, can it not? Perhaps even more so than we think. Uh, to talk about all of this, Dr. Karen Ann McVeigh Newfeld is with us, PhD research associate with the McMaster Brain Body Institute at St. Joseph's Healthcare in Hamilton, and on the line with us now. Karen Ann, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Oh, hi, thanks. So, uh, explain to us in layman terms what is happening here. What is it that you're on to? Well, basically what we observed was we fed the most common class of antidepressants, which are the SSRIs, the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. We fed them to mice. And then we wanted to see if we could detect any changes in the electrical activity of the neuron cells that are located in the gut wall of these animals. And in fact, what we saw was there was, there was increased um, excitability of these cells and more interesting perhaps, um, significantly increased excitability of the nerve highway that sort of transmits information that travels from the gut to the brain. And when we blocked this nerve highway, we found that the antidepressants no longer exerted um, their effects in animals when we tested them in a common mouse test of antidepressive-like behaviors. Uh, Tell everybody what selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors are. What is that? So Explain it's the it drugs, to us. The, it's a class of drugs that are most commonly used in the treatment of depression. Mm-hmm. And up till now, the focus really has been on, of course, their activity in the brain. And I think that... And, and what they stop and stimulate in the brain as opposed to other parts of the body. Exactly, right. yes. Yes, they're thought to increase the availability of serotonin in the brain. Um, what isn't probably appreciated by um, the larger community is that 90% of the body's serotonin is actually made, in fact, in the gut and not in the brain. Hmm. And so that was what, in part, sort of led to our question. Um, that, in fact, and also that for some patients, stimulating electrical stimulation of the vagus nerve has shown to have um, antidepressive-like effects as well. So how is this different from other forms of treatment? Uh, How is the drug treatment different? Yes. Um, Well, there are different classes of antidepressants. There are ones that also don't work um, via serotonin but are thought to work more with other neurotransmitters like noradrenaline. Um, But it is the primary treatment for depression. And so is this accurate in saying that now you're treating it through... Uh, uh, blocking censorship or, or sensory in the stomach before it gets to the brain? Uh, no, I think what this research probably indicates most is that we have to really focus on the gut as sort of um, maybe an off-target way of approaching psychiatric diseases like depression, and that gut health is probably extremely important to our mental well-being. So uh, why has it taken so long for us to understand this? That's a good question. I mean, depression is one of the leading causes of disability worldwide, and while SSRIs are the most commonly prescribed drug in the treatment, um, very little is known really on how they how they work, and there's been controversy um, up till now about how that may be. How, with with what you are doing now, how will this change treatment moving forward? I think it really highlights that we need to look more closely at the gut because there's a possibility there to harness um, some of that interaction that's continually happening between the gut and the brain um, in the treatment of psychiatric diseases like depression. 
So there's lots of possibilities there. Is this a whole new canvas, a whole new page to be discovered? I think this research adds to the growing body of evidence that really indicates that um, gut brain health is really important and has to be a focus really in looking at mental disorders. Is there anything the patient or, or the average person can do in regard to gut health, as you put it? Well, I mean, they're sort of the the recommendations that are out there right now in terms of, you know, eating well, high-fiber diets, possibly the Mediterranean diets. I mean, those things have all been bandied around, and um, it's thought that if you're you're helping your gut health, that you're probably helping your your health overall. It's just becoming, I think, more apparent that you're also going to be impacting your brain health. Uh, will this draw more of an association to our lifestyle or how we eat or what, uh, how we live our lives and how that affects our mental health? I think that that's sort of the way um, a lot of researchers are sort of heading towards in, in mental health research now. Um, this idea that we, we have to consider what's happening in the gut when we're, con- when we're looking at the brain. So in other words, healthy, uh, healthy body, healthy mind. That's right, yes. Uh, is there any sort of um, um, uh, response from psychiatric community or people who would normally deal with this differently? How are they viewing this? I think that um, this research has been coming out for a while now, and certainly there's a lot more research that has to be said so far in preclinical studies, so animal research, and not as much in clinical research. And so there's a call now, I think, um, that we really need to start looking at clinical research and the impact of gut health on um, how the brains are working. Could gut health be responsible for some that are depressed, or is it more about treating the depression? I think that it is a contributing factor probably for, and that's sort of where the research is heading, is that this is something that we have to examine a lot more closely because it could be a contributing factor as well, yes. Mental health situations like this, um, uh, they, they say that they, they, it, knows, it knows no boundaries, no uh, economic class, n- nothing like that. Yes. That being said, this may allude to that a healthier lifestyle, though, is... It will contribute to uh, a healthy mind and less chance of uh, of of, of, uh, of being susceptible to a mental illness. Is that accurate? Well, I think I think so. I mean, I think we've always sort of separated for some reason the brain health with the rest of the body, and that is um, less and less now. I think are think are people considering them to be separate entities? They're realizing that there is continual communication between the brain and the rest of the body, and that a healthy a healthy body is required for a healthy mind. Is that because everybody thinks the brain is driving everything, so it starts there and then moves down, as opposed to there's other things that are happening in the body that can affect the brain? Yeah, I think historically the tendency was to think that the the brain was sort of the center of the, the universe. Show. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And um, I think that people are definitely approaching things from a more holistic perspective now. Is this something in regard to gut health? Is this something that uh, is hereditary? Is, it, it, are, are there are certain people more susceptible to this type of thing or is it a lifestyle issue? To be honest, I just I think the information just isn't out there right now. Um, we don't know is is probably the safest thing to say. <laughs> so where does this go from here? Where does this research go from here? 
Well, um, for us particularly, we're going to be looking more closely at the brain itself and seeing how the vagal nerve, so that signal that's coming from that nerve highway from the gut to the brain, um, is received and disseminated within the brain. Will this revolutionize the way we treat depression? I don't think this particular study will revolutionize how we do depression, but I think the body of work moving forward in gut-brain research uh, is definitely going to change things, yes. How much control do we have over a patient falling victim to this? Uh, Is it something we can prevent, or is it something we just treat when it happens? Um. It's a good question. As I said, I think that there's a lot of clinical evidence that still needs to come forward. Um, From a basic science perspective, uh, I think it's still unknown. The field is relatively new. We're still collecting a lot of information, and it's safe to say that what's happening in the gut is definitely being um, affecting what's going on in the brain. Has this changed over time? Is this something that affects us now, perhaps didn't affect us 50, 100 years ago? Difficult to say, I think, because we just weren't looking at this 50 to 100 years ago. This is a relatively new branch of science. And so um, I think that for sure the gut and the brain have always been connected, um, and we're just sort of coming to appreciate how much so nowadays. Uh, is this a breakthrough in the sense that, uh, you know, there's been uh, the way we used to treat mental illness in the past compared to the way, the way we treat it now, it's, it's almost lo- uh, night and day. Have we been going at this in the wrong direction? I don't think necessarily in the wrong direction. I think that the field is rapidly changing. I think that there's a lot more attention, as I say, to how the rest of the body is impacting brain health. And I think um, that treatment options will probably begin to reflect that in time. What are doctors to take from this research? Um, basically that this is a whole branch of expanding research and there really is a growing body of evidence that would indicate that um, the happenings in the gut are affecting the brain. And so we can't just solely focus on uh, what's happening in the brain in, in psychiatric disease. What about the gut in relation to other illnesses and other conditions within the body? Yeah, absolutely. We know the immune system, the hormonal systems, many, many systems are affected by gut health. And so, uh, for sure, this is, this is a larger... Did we larger. just assume that it didn't affect the brain? Considering, that- considering it affects every other, you know, it could affect every other organ in the body. Yeah, I think in the past, historically, the, the assumption was that it didn't really have that much to do. And I think that was as a result of us sort of seeing the brain as a unique organ that's kind of separate from do, the rest. Do we still not really know that much about the brain, considering Absolutely. what we do about everything else and, and, and the, uh, the leaps and bounds we've made in treating other illnesses? Yeah, I think that's really fair to say. Why is that? It's a good question. There's philosophical reasons, historical reasons. I think that we've always tended to treat it sort of with a lot of respect, and also it's a really tricky system to study as well. So it's, it's been challenging on a number of fronts. And you think, considering things that we've done in the past that now we would never dream of doing, we really didn't know what we were doing, did we? It, well, yes, I think science is always moving forward. So, yeah. What about patients? What can they learn from this? Um... Or is this too into the weeds for the average patient? I think I think it's just what they can take from it is just this idea that uh, the brain health is just like the rest of the body's health. And when the brain gets sick, it's like when the rest of the body gets sick. The patient doesn't necessarily have control over it. This is a physiological process that is that is being affected by your body. What's the next study needed to take this and advance it to the next stage? 
I think really clinical studies moving forward, looking at how gut health is impacting brain health is really the way to go, looking at human studies. What about relations to other issues like OCD or, or, uh, or um, any other sort of mental illness? Sure. There's been, uh, there's been a number of research avenues looking at all different types of brain diseases from Parkinson's to autism research, basically, and the impact of gut health. So this could open up a lot of doors in the future. Oh, absolutely, yes. With all of these diseases? Yep. Wow, that's incredible. All right, when do you think we will know more? Is this something that's 10 years away, 5 years away, 20 years away? Oh, it's really difficult to say, but what I can say, it's, it's one of the hotter areas of science research for sure. So there's a lot of different research teams that are examining these kinds of um, effects, and so it should move things forward. We're certainly talking a lot more about mental illness. Are we making an impact? Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's definitely preferable to not talking about mental illness. I think that um, people are a lot more comfortable. It's not treated as such a taboo topic now. Karen Ann McVeigh Newfelt has been with us, PhD research associate with the McMaster Brain Body Institute at St. Joseph's Healthcare, Hamilton. Karen Ann, thank you so much for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Good luck. Thanks very much. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.